Hey, this is Bryce Johnson from Expedition Bigfoot. You're listening to the Paranomaly Zone. Hey there, ponderers of the paranormal. You have found the Paranomaly Zone, and this is it, Mike. Uh, oh, I should make the introductions proper here. My name is Patrick Hoffenberg. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host with the ghost, the paranormal poster boy himself, Mr. Michael Carbno. This is our segment of the show, the yet-to-be-rechristened segment of the show, where no shades of gray are allowed. It is either yay or nay, no shades of gray, the topic at hand, no matter if we are straddling the fence, is either true or fake. We have to make the decision. Our own opinionated decision, our own belief. We have to make a choice tonight. We're focusing on the Flatwoods monster. Uh, if you haven't tuned in, by the way, make sure you check out the first portion of this episode. We focused on the mystery of Indrid Cold, the smiling yeah, freaky guy. man. Very freaky. Very freaky guy. Yeah, Normally smiles are good things, but not with this guy. Mike, the Flatwoods monster. Oh, <laughs> your doggy is uh, opinionated with the Flatwoods monster. Just, she's an, Yeah, she's opinion opinionated dog. Very opinionated dog. This is something that I was perusing through the entire backlog of the Alternate Podcast episodes I know we haven't covered this as the paranomaly zone, I, but I was I was kind of surprised that we have never spoken of the Flatwoods. I know this is quite the story. It is very it's uh, crazy. Going back to what nineteen fifty five is that what this one? Uh, fifty two actually. Fifty two, nineteen fifty two. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. this is a legendary story. If you're into all things aliens and cryptids of course and if you're listening to this podcast chances are you are how familiar with the flatwoods monster have you been mike and it's, not very okay i was gonna say be truthful man um yeah not very um you know i'm trying to i it's the like the the title sounds familiar but when i was uh going through things um haven't didn't a lot of it didn't really seem familiar to me nothing really uh rang a bell with you huh yeah. Hmm. Maybe it maybe yeah. it's something that you yeah. blocked out. <laughs> Have you ever thought about that possibility? It could be. Maybe I've had a an um an encounter and oh. my memory has been stripped. <laughs> but it wouldn't had, have been in nineteen fifty two, that's for sure. Mike's had his own encounter with the uh, hmm. Flatwoods beast, Flatwoods entity, or however you want to describe it. Have you seen the artist's impression of the Flatwood monster? I have. From, does it, is it, uh, I'm looking at it to, right now. It does it kind of seem Mothman esque to you without the wings? I would say I can see a similarity. I can see a likeness. Absolutely. I'm kind yeah, of, yeah, like the, well, the red eyes for one thing, but it, it's like whatever that is above its, like his head is shaped like 
It's like uh, some kind of insectoid something. Yes, very much so, very much so. Yeah. The the sketch that I'm looking at here, it also looks, it's very, very large. Yes. Oh, yeah. Compared to a, a human. Compared to the like human that's in this drawing, it's at least twice as tall, probably, you know, 10 times its weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very, very intriguing. Very insect- insectoid, as you said, Mike. Yes. It's, uh, Looks like it's wearing a black evening gown. It kind of does. Yeah, he's he's dressed, <laughs> dressed for the ball. He's ready to go out. He's ready to hit the town. Mm. Yeah, 1952. Yep, yep, you're right there, Mike. I was off by a few years. 1952, I'm at an uh, article here on History.com. The Flatwoods Monster terrified six kids, a mom, a dog, and the nation. Yeah, this is a story that actually brought forth an inquiry by the U.S. Air Force and it was part of the initiative of a certain thing called Project Blue Book. So this isn't just some willy-nilly story that was uh, tossed aside as if nothing occurred. No, this was uh, something that was seriously investigated. And mm-hmm. n- there's been no definitive answer. None. Yeah. It, it started actually with... Uh... Um, Edward and Fred May and their friend Tommy Heyer, mm-hmm. uh, the three boys that had seen a a bright object to cross the sky and land on the property of a local farmer, and that's uh, that's the first that I see where uh, there is an encounter. That was and that was September twelfth, nineteen fifty two. And they were both they were like young boys. They're thirteen. Yes. And, like were they both thirteen or? Maybe 13 um, and 12. I don't have that. It's 13 just, uh, and 12, it says. Yeah. The May brothers, Ed, 13, and Freddie, 12. Yeah. They've been playing in the schoolyard with their 10-year-old friend, Tommy Heyer. Yeah. Hmm. They note, and all three of the boys noticed a pulsing red light streak across the sky, as Mike just said, and crash at the nearby farm. Now, the youngsters then ran to grab the May's boy's mother, and they hightailed it up a hill to check out where... The they thought this light had, I guess, crash-landed. Now, a few other boys, along with a dog, actually showed up because this was causing quite the hullabaloo. It wasn't just them who saw that. I mean, this was this was a large streak of light across the sky. Several people witnessed this. Oh, it says right here, yeah, seven Braxton County residents on Saturday reported seeing... Ooh, I'm, I'm jumping ahead here. This is after they had gathered... Mm-hmm. These boys were joined by fellow residents. I'm going to backtrack here, Mike. I want to get a little little bit of the story or the setup, I should say. This occurred in Flatwoods, West Virginia, September 12th, 1952. We may have said that already. Very frightening, terrifying to everybody involved and the nation. A high school freshman at the time named John Gibbons actually said that one of the boys peed his pants. <laughs> <laughs> so he wouldn't do that for nothing. He wouldn't do that for nothing. You would think. <laughs> you would hope. You know, it's not something you do just for attention. Hey, watch me pee my pie and piddle myself here. Yeah. They also say that their dog Ricky ran away with its tail between his legs. Their dog Ricky? The dog Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Get back here, Ricky. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The encounter made the local and national news. As I said, starting this off, it prompted a U.S. Air Force UFO inquiry and became part of the Project Blue Book uh, investigation when they dispatched a handful of investigators around the country to look into all these claims, or around the area to look into these claims. Right. 
but to you know to uh uh go over what these people saw when they went to that where this light had landed mm-hmm. um I, I have that right here it's yes uh, yes <clears throat> uh when the when the boys went to get uh, the other people um local children neil hunley and ronnie shaver and west virginia national guardsman eugene lemon went to the fisher farm in an effort to locate whatever it was that the boys said they'd seen the group reached the top of a hill where Nunley said they saw a pulsating red light. Lemon said he aimed a flashlight in that direction and momentarily saw a tall man-like figure with a round red face surrounded by a point, uh, pointed hood-like shape. Hmm. Um, description varied um, from other, uh, other encounters. Kind of like the drawing, though. I mean, that we mentioned. Yeah. It, yeah. It almost looks like a, like a, like a, uh, what am I thinking of? The, the Disney, what cartoon, cartoon am I thinking of when she had to look into the mirror, you know, to. Oh yeah. Sure. The, uh, the wicked queen I, I'm, had that if had I'm, the big collar that went that's up. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. that's, that's, you know, the very dramatic shape, you yeah. know, Point to the you know, almost regal in appearance, but also intimidating. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, seven of the residents uh, joined the boys, and they reported seeing this large, quote unquote, Frankenstein-like monster, um, estimated to be about ten feet tall. Seventeen-year-old National Guard member Gene Len- Lemon, as Mike said, was leading the group when he saw what appeared to be a pair of bright eyes in a tree, and that's where the mm-hmm. sighting, where the details started to um, come forth. Now, skeptics, pseudo skeptics, immediately say, "Well, they saw a big old owl up in the tree." Yeah, with, with the, a comet going by. With a comet going by, you know the the owls have their their pointy their pointy foliage on the top of their head, you know, and. <laughs> These kids are already excited and frightened, and this is all a huge, exaggerated story. You know, uh, the imagination's gone wild of frightened kids. Yeah. Now, when if put yourself in your thirteen-year-old boots, Mike. Not that you have boots that are thirteen years old. Go back to the day when you were thirteen. You know, and and be truthful again. Be be open here. Be honest. Can you imagine yourself being so wrong? In a in a encounter with an owl in a tree, mm. and being so freaked out that you just end up describing it. Not only do you pee your pants, but you end up describing it as a ten foot tall, glowing red, essentially an alien entity. I don't think so. I by the time I was thirteen, I w- I had already accepted the existence of who knows what. Well, I mean, that's I true. mean, well, you're not normal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, but I'm saying that in a good way. I mean, you, you've led such a paranormal life. I'm just like, I'm so jealous. And so I, I guess maybe you were the wrong person to ask. So I'll ask myself and I will say, no, uh, mm-hmm. I can picture my 13 year old self even then being obnoxious, ob- obnoxiously, uh, <laughs> uptight about it and saying, nah, it's, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to be sitting there exaggerating something, making up. I'm not going to flip out over seeing a, a, an owl and saying that right. it's actually a 10 foot tall alien. If I say I saw a 10 foot tall a- alien, well, you know what? I saw a 10 foot tall alien. 
Right. I, uh, I have actually, well, it could have been around that age too. I remember seeing an owl in the woods. It was wintertime and everything was quiet. And I looked around and there was a, a, a huge snowy owl. Uh, had couldn't have been 30 feet away from me in a tree. And uh, it was all I thought of was how beautiful this thing was and did not look like an alien. And I would never have uh, misjudged that for right. or an alien for that. Uh, mm. National Guard member Gene Lemon, uh, continuing his story, he said that he yes. himself screamed and fell backward. The news account went uh, quoted him as saying when he, or quoted as saying, when he saw a 10-foot monster with a blood-red body and a green face that seemed to glow, that's when he screamed and fell backward. Mm-hmm. He also said that it may have had claws for hands, but it was hard to tell. All claw-like of, hands. But it was yeah. hard to tell because of, there was a dense mist. Now, the dense yep. mist adds to the, um, the creepy ambiance, obviously. Oh, sure. Ambiance, I should say. Uh, the story, it says here that uh, the clothing had like folds and a head that resembled the ace of spades, and that's where we're talking about that. Yeah, the collar-type-looking yeah. thing. And then according to the story, when the figure made a hissing sound and glided towards the group, that's terrifying. Lemon screamed and dropped his flashlight, causing the group to run away. And then the group said that they had smelled a pungent mist. And some later said they were nauseated. And at the same time, the sheriff and deputy had been investigating reports of a crashed aircraft in the area and there's the there's a another crazy connection yeah as we mentioned in the Idrid cold portion of this episode mike this these odd ufo sightings that seem to go hand in hand with so many of these bizarre events you know there there's something there there has to be something oh, absolutely uh the mm. the um paper went on to write that the those people were the most scared people i've ever seen said local newspaper publisher a lee stewart in, 19, in the 1952 news story, Stewart himself had marched up that very same hill with a shotgun after witnesses told him what they had saw. He went on to say that people don't make up that kind of story that quickly. However, a lot of people doubted them. Of course they do. Of course people doubt. There's skeptics yeah. out there. I mean, Mike, you and I are skeptics. As much as we're open-minded believers, we're still skeptics. You have to be skeptical. Absolutely. Skeptic. This is interesting. Did you, see, oh, did you see the account of the next day when a... Lee Stewart Jr. of the Braxton Democrat claimed <laughs> he went up there to check out this area. <laughs> Did, <laughs> no, this, I just, no. I, well, I read that about him, but he came, he brought his shotgun up there. Yes, but it goes on to what he found up there. Oh, please tell me, please elaborate. Uh, well, okay, I'm not going to make any joke about this, oh, but God, I can't I'm wait. let you and all of your, <laughs> you know, imagination go with this uh, along with all the listeners. Okay, and now I'm reading this. I mean, this is. Ex- I'm not making stuff up here. I know. Mike okay. never does that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Lee Stewart Jr. of the Braxton Democrat claimed to have discovered skid marks in the field and an odd gummy deposit, which are subsequently attributed <laughs> by UFO enthusiast groups as evidence of a saucer landing. <laughs> or maybe that was left by Lemon as he ran away. <laughs> Oh, I, I sorry, I made a joke and I wasn't going to. So how okay, skid wait. marks and an odd gummy substance. <laughs> <laughs> I read it as it was. That's so funny too, because I, I heard you correctly the first time, but for for some reason the word globulus popped into my brain as well. <laughs> skid marks and a globulus oh, substance. 
Um, well, you know, maybe, you know, ships do this, aircrafts do it, you know, uh, vest, you know, seagoing vessels do it. They have to, they have to clear their, you know, the, the, the leftover human waste, you know, they birds and bees do it. Who's to say that aliens don't do that? I mean, <laughs> you know, they're, they're traveling through space and time. They're not going to come across a rest rest stop in the middle of the mm. <laughs> you know the middle of the galaxy every now and then you know there's probably in the middle of nowhere you know the, who knows how close the nearest uh, restroom is in space yeah you know that's Are a we question there yet that is a question i want all of our listeners to ponder heavily if aliens are truly out there traveling the expanse of the universe are there like pit stops to go potty <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because the toilets on the ships are kind of like. Uh, have you ever been on a on a bus trip? Uh, and and uh, well, you use a bathroom in a bus. Not good. Not fun. No. Yeah, it's well, and you did mention there there was that pungent smell. So that's right. Oh, we can put them all pungent, misty smell. Uh, some of the mm. some of the skeptics. These are quotes from the newspaper story, 1952 news story. Said that state police actually laughed off the reports as hysteria. That went to say that said so-called that the so-called monster had grown from seven to seventeen feet tall in a matter of twenty-four hours. And they're saying that the story was exaggerated mm-hmm. as it was repeated. Well, and and that's time. common to happen that things are added and you know in ex- during excitement and you know that can happen, but now, not to take away from the real story. No. You know, as I, you know, as we said, this was a real family of uh, of boys. The mother, you know, and they were all they all witnessed this. They were all terrified. They claimed to have been terrified. We can't just immediately dismiss that, um, especially if a mother is involved with kids. I mean, is she going to go along with the with a prank? Is she? Is she? Has she herself been hoodwinked by her kids? You know, I mean, there's yeah. so much, so many variables that go into this. Again, we weren't there. I mean, yeah. we well, then, don't know. Then, yeah. And then plus, uh, you know, the other people that were gathered to go up there, they had an experience as well. I yes. Mean, oh, sure. So. Yeah. Well, I hate to do it, Mike, but we're coming up on almost 20 minutes here. These these segments are going to be a heck of a lot longer. This is the first one, the first yeah. one of of several, an infinite amount to come. I have to uh, leave early for the evening to go uh, pick up my daughters from their fun night at the school, their rec night tonight. Want to make sure to get there on time. Mm-hmm. Ah, Mike, thirteen and fourteen years old, four, thirteen and fourteen year old girls at the school rec night. All yeah, you, yeah. the boys oh, dancing around, doing whatever mm-hmm. the hell they're doing. I can't wait to go pick them up. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> go in there with a big stick. Yeah, a giant <laughs> stick. Well, Mike, I don't want. Um, do you? Oh, uh, what else do you have on your article there that you think that we need to, um, to cover? That uh, took it to the end of what I have. I mean, that's basically the gist of the of the sighting. Right. Um, the point of our yet-to-be-unnamed segment here, it has been called One Last Take for the prior like 20 or 25 episodes of the Paranomaly Zone, but I do want to re- rename it. So when this is published, it will have a name. Uh, believe it it will. <laughs> what that is, we don't know. But the gist of this segment is we give you the basics. We give you, you know, the blueprint, so to speak, of any number of any particular 
paranormal slash cryptid slash alien encounter, what have you. And then we just basically tell you, hey, believer or not, which one are we? Yay or nay, no shades of gray. Mike, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw it to you first, man. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's difficult because, you know, we're going on, um, you know, just what we research at this point and not living any of this or mm-hmm. actually talking to any of the people. But in my opinion, yes, something did happen. No shades of gray on it. Something did happen. And uh, it what happened, in my opinion, is probably very close to the way it was. Uh, the story was told, you know, uh, besides uh, whatever natural embellishment might have happened. Okay, so... Oh- you're okay. Obviously, you say that something happened. Something yes. happened. I'm gonna I'm gonna narrow it down a little bit more. Is this an yes. alien encounter, Mike? Yay or nay? No shades of gray. Alien encounter, Mike Carbono. Tossing it to you. I'm gonna say yes. It is an alien encounter. Okay. All right. Um. You, you kind of threw me for a loop on that one there. Um, <laughs> Okay, and don't use my answer for uh, anything no, 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 that no, no, to influence no, no. yours. No, absolutely not. But I do want to ask you another question first. Okay. If this was an alien encounter and you you say that you believe that it it was. This is not your classic gray alien encounter. No. Your gray alien species. Uh we've talked about this, I'm sure, several times. Well, I know we have. There isn't just one species or form or shape or type of alien countless. of aliens out there in the universe. Countless. Mm-hmm. Who's? I mean, we're interested in them. They're interested in us. Exactly. No matter where, no where they're from, what part of the universe they're from, they're going to look different. They're going to communicate different. They're going to. Uh, drop globulous portions of their uh, <laughs> droppings in different manners. Pungent, misty skid marks. <laughs> Pungent, misty skid Being marks. deposited in a... <laughs> in whatever, whatever they said it was like. Uh, gummy. Uh, gummy. <laughs> uh, uh, how many rolls of toilet paper did yeah. they go through to get rid of that? <laughs> Um, Sorry. No, that's 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 fine. Of course, that's a sec. Well, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to do. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Our Patreon episode we did a couple episodes ago. Mike had a pretty clever but gross joke referring to the disgusting, ridiculous movie Gumo that I had watched. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say that. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm, I'm leaving it there. You can <clears throat> use your imagination. If you want, you can go listen to what Mike had to say about that on Patreon. Yes. <laughs> okay. My decision here, yay or nay, no shades of gray, 1952 Flatwoods Monster Encounter. Gosh, I hate to do it, Mike. I hate to do it, but I have to. Mm-hmm. I have to say nay. You're wrong. I Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, I respect your opinion. I mean, you know, like I said, look what we're going off of to... I, maybe I should have said nay because of lack of information. But Well, what you should have done was when I say, Mike, um, when I ask you, Mike, yay or nay, I should have. Well, first off, you would have simply said, yay. 
gay. And then <laughs> mine would have been... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you get that, but yeah. Horse name. You know, Mike. Got it. <laughs> so, uh, <sighs> Mike, yeah, Mike, yay or nay? Gay. Uh, Patrick, yay or nay? <laughs> well, uh, that, that, uh, that works. Is that... Okay, now so why do you say nay? Should I should I eliminate this from the soundboard? <laughs> no, I, it's perfect. All right. I keep thinking of Frau Blucher when I when I, yeah. when I hear that though. So, well, again, this is a perfect example. This is pure straddling the fence for me. Um, stop chewing your goddamn nails! Holy yeah, cow! I, I heard that. I heard it. Hangnail. Woof, yeah. Uh, Had to hang now. <laughs> sorry, everybody. I that's no. I told my my therapy. mission is to irritate Patrick the best I can and I, make different I, I told the, under I the mic. Told the thirteen year old dropping her off at school today to stop chewing her damn nails, and I'm telling you. Hey. Whatever. That's all right. Okay. Uh, anyway, go ahead with your. Okay. Well, well, as I was saying, perfect example of I don't know. I wasn't there. I'm literally well, not literally, but I'm metaphorically straddling the fence but i have to choose and so i mm-hmm. therefore i choose um nay <laughs> yes <laughs> it's it, it's it's a really outlandish story mike mm-hmm. but i feel like there's sincerity to it i do oh yeah i really do and i'm not dismissing it as being i'm not dismissing it in my heart but for the purpose of this segment i have to say nay so yep i could understand that that's how it is that's the purpose of this segment that's yet to be named segment formerly the one last take segment <laughs> but uh so we got one yay one name that seems to be kind of the uh, the common common discourse here quite often on our one last take it segment. does formerly one last take segments but um i don't dismiss all of them everybody trust me no absolutely not you and i have ag- have agreed on oh yeah on some on the uh non-dismissal of mm-hmm. Oh, the 100%. what we the subject matter at hand absolutely man absolutely absolutely 100 open-minded and uh we don't just automatically dismiss stuff we're not pseudo skeptics so no it's all, it's all good well mike let's wrap this up thank you so much buddy this has been a blast thank you for uh, absolutely starting a bit earlier tonight i appreciate it i'm going to head off and pick up my girls head home mm-hmm. and um enjoy the rest I'm, of the evening yeah. and, and put the, po- the podcast episodes together of course Mary and I are going to go have Korean barbecue. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Well, it's in the kitchen. Oh, I was going to ask. Not, like, not you're going leaving? out for it. Oh, oh, I thought you were leaving your house for a second. I was, yeah, no. I was happy. Tomorrow, I think we're going to take a road trip to Detroit Lake, so possibly. I don't I don't know. No shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's just funny you said that because I mentioned that to the girls and Bridget earlier. There's a Chinese food place that they all love Chinese food, and I offered to drive to Detroit Lakes to pick up Chinese for them as long as I could yeah. pick up my Taco John's. So, um, <laughs> hey, well, there is a huge Taco John's fan. Keep in touch, man. If we're if you happen to go there and mm-hmm. and we're in the same and we're heading there, too, and we're in the same general time frame. Yeah. Let me know. We can swing by and say hi. It's a good possibility. Awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Everybody. Mike. Thank you. All of our paranormal fans. We love them all. What? Oh, every every one of them, even the ones that aren't fans. Yet. That's very true. Very true. <laughs> Until next time, Mike, what do our future and current paranormal friends need to do?
Peace out, everybody.